And a lot of people feel that way. They have a successful career. You know, they're an executive or they're getting an MBA or they're getting a PhD. And they're not getting a PhD in Hadith or Sharia. They're getting a PhD in microbiology. They're getting a PhD in psychology. They're getting a PhD in history, something. And they're like, well, this is just worldly. You know, it has nothing to do with my afterlife. You know, everybody has a concept of I am learning deen or I am learning dunya. So when they're learning science or if they're learning biology, if they're learning, you know, medicine or if they're learning, you know, accounting or finance or something like that, they're learning dunya. And if they're studying hadith and fiqh and sharia and Arabic and tajweed and all of these things, then they're studying what? They're learning deen, right? And we do this all the time. Like my, my work is dunya and my time in the masjid is deen, right? So we separate deen and dunya, deen and dunya all the time. We, we use this terminology, right? And so what happens then when you keep doing this, and you keep using that kind of language is you develop the idea that certain things you do in, in a day, 24 hours, certain things you do are beneficial for your akhirah. And certain things you do are only beneficial for your dunya. But actually, the, the concept of Islam is very powerful. It's very beautiful. The concept of Islam is that we are abd. We are slaves of Allah. And a slave is not a slave for certain hours. By definition, a slave is not the same as a worshipper. A worshipper is someone who does worship. So we were worshippers when we were upstairs making salah. But when salah was over, we were still slaves. Now the word for worshipper is abid. Abid. But the word for slave is abd. So we are abid, meaning worshippers, at certain times. You know, when I go to hajj, I'm abid. When I go to salah, I'm abid. When I'm reciting Quran, I'm abid. But when I'm driving my car, I'm still what? I'm still abd. When I'm, when I'm getting married, I'm still abd. When I have children, I'm still abd. When I'm going to work, I'm still abd. When I'm taking a vacation, I'm still abd. I may not be a abd at the time, but I'm still a abd. But now the thing is, We've turned this conversation into deen and dunya. In other words, unless you're a abid, you're really not doing anything for your afterlife. You're not doing anything that makes Allah happy. I, if, not, if you really want to do something for your deen, then you have to be on the abid side of things. You have to be a worshiper, you have to be learning, teaching, in a masjid, in a halaqa, in a setting. You have to be doing these things. Other things are all for your dunya. Now the thing is, Let's just change the framework of our education first. This happened to me while I was in Australia. A young man came up to me after my program and said, You know, Ustad, I feel really bad. Why do you feel bad? Well, I'm studying accounting. Well, I guess you should feel bad. But explain more why you feel bad. But he feels bad because he wants to be studying deen instead. And instead he's studying accounting, which is dunya. So I said, why do, why do you don't, why do you, you don't like accounting? You don't like the subject? I mean, I understand that just, if you don't like accounting, that just means you're a normal human being. No, he goes, I love accounting. I really like it. I love, I love the math. I love doing the numbers. I enjoy it. But I just feel bad that I'm doing this to make my career better and get a job and get married and make my parents proud and all of this. All of that is dunya. What am I doing for deen? I'm just doing all of this for dunya. You understand the question, right? And a lot of people feel that way. They have a successful career. You know, they're an executive or they're getting an MBA or they're getting a PhD. And they're not getting a PhD in Hadith or Sharia. They're getting a PhD in microbiology. They're getting a PhD in psychology. They're getting a PhD in history, something. And they're like, well, this is just worldly. You know, it has nothing to do with my afterlife. I made it a point to 
to share this concept with you because you don't have to feel bad about this area of science or you know the area of social sciences the area of history whatever you're studying you don't have to feel bad that it's not deen it's knowledge granted to the human being if you're studying architecture does that benefit society absolutely if you're studying public administration does that benefit society absolutely does it benefit people yeah sure if you're studying business can it benefit people absolutely these fields are essential they're beneficial as a matter of fact i look back at my own career and i realize i'm i made a transition out of the technology industry into what i do now this crazy thing we call bayina right this is, i made this jump and before i was doing this uh, for almost a decade i was in the technology industry. i got a job full time working in the tech industry while i was in college so i i used to work full time and go to college part time right and by the time i graduated i was already offered like a d- department director position at a company alhamdulillah and i used to be a design director so i i was big on like front end design and you know ui and graphic design that sort of thing that was my area right and so when i left all of it and then i decided to do something with arabic and maybe put some just you know take whatever notes i had and put them online somewhere and this and that but i couldn't i didn't have the money to hire a graphic designer or you know a somebody who can write the code for me and do the javascript for me and back in the day html for me all this stuff i didn't know that any you know who did that i did i did it myself but i couldn't have done it if i didn't have previous background if i didn't have my career background i would not be able to put together a dot com and put together the city materials and put together the advertising materials and put together the resources that i needed to actually teach a class at a masjid because i didn't have any outside help it was just myself So what I learned before had I not known it we wouldn't be sitting here. We wouldn't be sitting here. So I don't look at look back at that career and that job and that position and those opportunities as oh that was dunya and this is deen. Not at all. As a matter of fact, I look at that as the fundam the essential the essential tarbiya that Allah allowed me to learn that allowed me to do what I'm doing now. It's not a waste. And that's the view we have to have of our education and our experiences. No experience is a waste. No learning is a waste. No job is a waste. It's a waste when you don't make advantage of it. When you don't take advantage. Everything Allah will give you is an opportunity. And you have to use that opportunity for something better, something good. So long as you're doing that, you're good. Don't get caught up in this deen versus dunya thing. And there's one final note on this which you might not like to hear but I have to say uh is people say i want to do this for the sake of allah i want to do everything for the sake of allah there are some things you and i do purely for the sake of allah ikhlas to allah salah is only for allah hajj is only for allah teaching the deen is only for allah you know like memorizing quran is only for allah ibadah is only for allah dua is only for allah you understand but then there are some things you do for people There are some things you do for yourself. I don't exercise for the sake of Allah. I like it. I don't play basketball for the sake of Allah. No, he change your intention. If you do it for the sake of Allah, then basketball will count as ibadah. How do I change my intention? I just like basketball. What do you mean change my intention? I'm taking the shot for the sake of Allah? No. That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. So what we've done is we've taken these famous words for the sake of Allah and we artificially impose them on 
everything in life and then our life becomes super difficult because when you're driving to work and getting paid, you're like, I'm getting paid for the sake of the paycheck. I'm not getting paid for the sake of Allah. I'm insincere. No, you're not. Relax. Al-Kasibu Habibullah. The one who works hard is the beloved of Allah. Why? Because they are sincere to their job. They're sincere to their employer. They're sincere at their work. They don't lie. They don't cheat. They don't steal. Sincerity for the sake of Allah does not mean sincerity only to Allah. Sincerity to people, sincerity to your job, sincerity to your agreements, sincerity to yourself. All of that's acceptable to Allah. All of that is beloved to Allah. Why would the Prophet ﷺ even say something so powerful like a husband and a wife loving each other physically is an act of ibadah? That no man is thinking about the sake of Allah when he's with his wife. He's not. Let's be honest. It's just that our deen is natural. It's natural. We make it artificial. We make it difficult to understand and process. The, the, so the, what I'm going back to is some people feel when they have a particular career, that career is not for the sake of Allah. Your career should have sincere intentions. You want to do something good with it. You want to benefit someone with it. And that's okay. That's okay. There are certain things in which the intention should only be for Allah. Ibadah is the big one. Ibadah should only be for Allah. When you give charity, it should only be for Allah. But by the way, if you give charity because you feel bad for someone, is that acceptable? Yes. There are sometimes acceptable intentions. Acceptable intentions. And that's fine. Like that man who gave charity to the dog. Wasn't that an acceptable intention? Yeah. Yeah. That was completely an acceptable intention. So we have to broaden our perspective on how to think about our religion and not impose on our deen things that Allah and His Messenger وسلم, did not impose. They didn't force those things on us. We did. We took some of these definitions. We gave them an ultra strange meaning and then made our own lives difficult.